I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 11, No Such Thing as a Bad Exercise. I told one of my stories, a couple episodes, how I started the process to prepare for a bikini competition. I know, I know, kind of odd to be sharing on this podcast, but I remember when they were doing my exercise programming, I did a lot of crunches, a lot of weighted abs, where I would hang on to a plate and do little mini sit-ups. Or I would do, they called them penguins, where you would be flat on your back, knees bent, and you would kind of lean to the side, try to touch with your hand your right heel, and then you would lean to the other side and touch your left heel. So you're kind of just leaning. If you were upright, you would be kind of waddling like a penguin. And I remember at the time thinking, these are really not functional. But I didn't question them because I knew we were going more for an aesthetic than we were for function necessarily. Because there was a few times I questioned the head trainer and he was not always fond of all of my questions and wanting to know the rationale or logic behind things because that's just really how my brain works. Which Anytime you have questions about my logic or rationale for any of the programming, if you're a coaching client or you're taking any of my programs, you're welcome to reach out. That's one of the things that I utilize when I'm doing exercise programming. So I tell you this story because even though I knew these were not functional, I also knew that at the time I wouldn't constitute them as a bad exercise because there was a goal behind it. There was a reason behind it. We wanted an aesthetic. The plan was that as I stepped on stage in the bikini, that my abs were readily seen, noticeable, and visible. But now I don't include any of those type of exercises. And again, not because I thought that they were bad exercises, but because my goals now are very different. Now, don't get me wrong. If I ended up with a six pack, that would be fine, right? But what I look for now or how I do my own exercise programming now is by first identifying what are my goals. And my goals are to be functional, meaning that I can keep up with my very busy 
lifestyle. So I need to make sure that my body works and moves efficiently and optimally to keep up with all that I have going. And I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old at the time of this recording. And those two kids have more energy than probably six children combined. I also really love my husband and I want to be able to keep up with him. And I also wouldn't be mad if I looked extra good too, right? So as I have identified my goals, then I start to go through the process of what exercises will help me maintain those goals. And I like to bring this up, especially in a podcast episode here, is because as I explain my rationale or logic for things, a lot of times people will come to me, whether it's a current coaching client or patient or after we've been working together for a while, they will ask, oh, so you probably don't like blank exercise or okay, so I'll stop doing this exercise and this exercise. And I'll, and I'll always say something to the effect of, well, I don't think there's such thing as a bad exercise. I just think there might be such thing as a bad reason for doing the exercise. And I'm not trying to fault anyone or throw anybody under the bus, but a lot of times I'll have patients tell me what they're doing and I'll ask them, honestly, out of curiosity, okay, so why are you doing those exercises? Was it a program? Was it because of, uh, just, just really trying to get at the heart of why they're choosing to do it and what their goals are. And oftentimes they have no idea. They just saw it somewhere online or Pinterest or something, which I've been guilty of. I shouldn't say guilty, which I also do too. I like to look at other different exercises to get inspiration and then change it to help fit my goals. So they'll say things like, oh yeah, I found it on Pinterest or I saw somebody doing it at the gym. I thought I would try it. They look really fit. So I thought I would do it. Or I bought this program and they said I should do it. And while I think when we put our trust into somebody else to do programming, I also fully believe that you should be able to ask that person what that exercise is helping us achieve. The reason I say that is I personally love it when somebody questions me as to why I've given them that exercise. Because years ago, I had a mentor tell me if there was such thing as the exercise police, that we were always on guard that if this ex so-called exercise police came around and asked us, why are you having this patient or client do blank exercise? We should have at least, this was the challenge to us, we should have at least two reasons as to why we are having them do said exercise. And that really stuck with me because as now that I'm a mother and I have a lot more on my plate now than what I did back then when I was single and heard that, it packs such a bigger message to me that I have to be very intentional in creating exercises and programming for women, especially moms, that packs a big punch, that there should be at least two good reasons to help them achieve whatever their goal is because of this particular exercise. So I tell you that so that if you are working with somebody, and please know I'm not saying drop them, kick them to the curb, but 
in curiosity, go to them and ask them, okay, help me understand, you know, some of the rationale. What, what is this exercise helping me achieve? If these are my goals, one, two, and three, how is this exercise helping me achieve them? And to be honest with you, I think that's a very fair expectation. There might be other people that disagree with me and I'm not necessarily saying that we need to share our quote unquote trade secrets or or anything of that nature. I actually believe in having full disclosure and being very transparent about why I'm choosing different things. But I, I, I think it's important for you to understand that. And a couple episodes ago, I I told you one of the reasons I like having a method is because I also wanted to be able to have my patients take what I've taught them and continue on and not necessarily be dependent upon me for the rest of their life. One, because I think that's not teaching you anything. And two, being dependent upon somebody, I I don't know. I'm just not on board for that. So I think it's totally fine and totally a fair expectation to have whoever you're working with help you outline what exercises are helping you achieve those goals. And if you're not working with somebody, you might be able to Google it and say, what do crunches help with? What do squats help with? And see if some of that helps with your goals. And really at the end of this, I'm going to give you a couple of exercises and help you change some of the change it a little bit to help you quote unquote reach your goals, assuming that you probably have some similar goals as mine, being able to keep up with your kids, having your body work optimally and efficiently in terms of energy. And who knows, maybe looking a little extra good. So you feel good in your clothes and, and your husband is super happy to look at you. I'm winking. I know you can't see that, but I'm winking. So if you aren't working with somebody, I'd go ahead and kind of Google it and look around. But also what I would do too is take a step back and say, okay, what are my exercise goals? Why am I exercising? What am I trying to achieve with this? And then identify those goals. And more than likely, there's probably someone that you know or trust well enough that would be able to at least get you headed in the right direction. And in my pelvic floor strategy call, which I'll talk a little more about at the very end, that's something I, I like to help whoever it is that I'm coaching on that because I, I think it's important to have good information, but also information that you can take and that you can run with and apply to so many other circumstances. So I, I would encourage you to find somebody to, whether if it's me or not, I'm, I'm not too worried about that, but I want you to have some more education and more knowledge behind the reasoning and the rationale as to why you're choosing to exercise. Now, let me also just put this disclaimer in here as well. If you are like, you know what? I like to exercise because I want to have endorphins. Great. Keep doing what you're doing. Just general exercise is going to help you achieve that. But I think my my whole the whole premise of this is that a lot of times because I've worked with so many women, thousands and thousands of them over the last however many years, oftentimes I'll ask them what they're doing and none of the exercises that they're doing will help them reach their goals or it's going to be a really long time before they do. So let me walk you through a couple of very basic exercises and I'll give you a couple of ideas on how to change them if 
you had some similar goals as I do. So the first one is a plank. I don't think that this is actually a very functional exercise, and I don't know if anybody really likes to do them very much. But one of my favorite ways to change this up is to play twister plank with yourself. Now, you can get the twister mat out. You know which game I'm talking about with the red circles, the yellow circles, the blue circles. I think there's one more color. Green, maybe. Green circles. And you spin the little spinner and tells you right foot on the red and the blue, or left foot on the blue. I, I mean, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. So by being in the plank and you're moving your right hand and then left hand and then right foot and left foot, and you're kind of moving them all over the place, this, I promise you, is going to give you a lot of bang for your buck because you'll notice you're going to get really tired pretty quick. That will help you with the endurance part of keeping up with your kids and really having endurance to keep up with your busy, I shouldn't say busy, your full life and and full schedule. And the other great thing is it does help our core get really strong, but because we're utilizing our arms and our legs, we know that our core turns on when our arms move and when our legs move. And so I feel like this is a much more functional exercise. It's a, it's a lot more demanding than just a traditional plank. And I, as far as my exercise goals go, th- this is one of this exercise helps me achieve all three of them actually. The second one is crunches or sit-ups. And oftentimes I'll get asked, "Well, why aren't they great?" And I'll say, "Okay, well tell me your exercise goals before I decide if they're great or not for you." And they'll say, "Well, I just want to really just keep up with my kids and have a really strong core." And so I'll say, "I I think that's very noble. I I have the same goals." But let me ask you this, During your day, at what point are you doing a sit-up motion? Oh, wait. (laughs) You don't. Like the only time, the only functional reason that I could see that somebody would need to do this is if you're a plumber getting underneath the kitchen sink and working on a pipe because you're doing that motion. Truly. I I, I mean that. I mean that. (laughs) So I feel like that's not the best use of our time. And it's not a great and efficient exercise for us, especially if we want to be able to keep up with our kids, to have a strong core and to be able to do what we want and not feel limited. So one of my favorites, I call it the anti-crunch. So I like to change it a little bit, this, this crunch or sit up. So what you'll do instead is you'll sit, You'll sit on a chair and you're going to cross your arms in front of you. And I want you to do this in front of a mirror or have access to a mirror or video yourself so you can see. And your rib cage and your pelvis need to stay stacked directly on top of each other. And what I'm going to have you do is you're going to hinge at your hips. So your head, shoulders, and the length of your abdomen into your hip, it's all going to be a straight line. Just the angle from your belly and your hip is going to change. So you're going to lean backwards, but again, you're going to maintain that straight line. This is called the anti-crunch, or at least that's what I call it. So I love this one, for example, because especially as mothers, we this is a very functional motion. 
I can't tell you how many times I'm trying to hang on to a kid and grab my credit card from the card reader and then put it in my bag, but my kid is crawling all over me and I'm trying to juggle him and I don't want to put him down because if you have ever checked out my Instagram stories, I often relate the stories of him running away or me chasing after him. And so this anti-crunch serves me so well. And while you don't have a kid exactly like mine, chances are you have to hold more than one thing and juggle more than one thing. And I find that this is a really great exercise that works my tummy muscles and my back muscles, but also really encourages a great postural strength. And this is something that goes back to me having energy and being efficient with all my movements because my body is helping maintain a proper posture, which is not going to tax my body or my muscles or take up too much of my energy so that I can use that energy to keep up with my full and my full life and full schedule. And the last exercise that I would change for you is squats. So I wish, this is one time I wish that I was doing a YouTube video so you know what I mean, but I'll explain it so you have an idea. I know you have all seen the quintessential picture of a woman in the squat rack and she comes up to the bar and she adjusts her shoulders and her feet and her hips and she does all this adjusting and then she squats with the weight on and then she stands right back up. I know you know what I'm talking about, right? I liken this to when you're in the grocery store or you bend down to pick up the laundry basket or you walk by and notice, oh, there's a mess on the floor. I got to clean it up. Do you A, walk over to that mess or laundry basket or item in the store that you're going to bend down and get? And do you adjust your shoulders, adjust your feet, adjust your posture, and then squat like you would in a squat rack? No way. Who has time for that, right? So the reason I bring that up is it's not functional to, and I'm not saying don't go to the squat rack and do that. I do think it's important. You need proper form, especially if you're doing a ton of weight. But I also think that it's important to train functionally. And if you've heard my episode or you've heard about my method, VAB3, vertical, above, below, and all three planes, you should probably train your squats in all three planes. So one of my favorites is change your foot positions. So you can do narrow, you can do wide, which I've seen lots of other people do. But what if you turned your toes out? I've seen a few people do that. What if you turned just one toe in? What if you staggered your stance? What if you put your foot up on another surface and change the foot position of the foot that's on the ground and squatted. Now you're not doing any of these with squats, but you're just training your hips. You're training your legs in different positions in order to keep up with you so that when you go to do these other activities, you're lifting all this weight in the squat rack, which again, I, I, I think absolutely has its value. But if one of your goals is to keep up with your kids and to stay healthy then doing squat rack like squats all the time in your training and real life, it's not going to help you get to those goals. So think about changing up those squats a little bit and try to make it triplanar. Do it in all three planes. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. This is one of my most favorite things to talk about and changing people's programs 
well, I shouldn't say changing. I should say modifying and adding just a little more bang for your buck is one of my most favorite things, which is why booking a pelvic floor strategy call with me is going to be a blast. In fact, I think I have more fun than maybe you do, but I did one just the other night and the gal said, oh my word, I had no idea that talking about my pelvic floor would be so much fun, which I totally agree with her. So it's a 15-minute phone call. You will walk away with at least one month's worth of pelvic floor strengthening exercises, as well as at least three strategies specific to you and your body to utilize for your pelvic floor. And that information will be in the show notes. Your homework today is I want you to take a look at what you're doing for your exercises. I want you to write down what your goals are and then determine, are my exercises helping me achieve my goals? And if you need help, book that pelvic floor strategy call. I really would love to help or reach out to someone that you trust. Remember, you're an heiress and a queen in everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V, period, by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.